What's up, legends? Welcome back to another episode of Zoning with Zach. Um, I actually really enjoy this chat. I sit down with a pretty good mate of mine, um, George. He's a he's a really well-regarded pe- personal trainer. Um, he works between two companies, so he works a little bit in the commercial gyms and also uh, through a mobile personal training company, Get Going, as you all um, are so aware of. Uh, he's a, he's an absolute ripping bloke and just a really knowledgeable guy. You know, he's a uh, Got a really great clientele base, um, done some amazing work himself in terms of his own body composition and his lifting goals, and this was such a fun chat. I mean, we're both pretty good mates, and yeah, we've, we've spent a lot of time together in the last couple of years, and we kind of just dive into what our lives are like as a personal trainer. So we talk a little bit about both industries, commercial gyms, and exclusively one-on-one training. We also talk about you know the split shifts and what we might come across in terms of clientele and different demographic. Um, we have a lot of fun in this chat. It's a, it's a pretty good one in terms of like we, we laugh a lot about the old Zoom times and just things that we might experience from our day to day. And it's got a little insight to you guys as well, especially for anyone who's coming into the industry or people who are flirting with the idea of um, different companies and different avenues of personal training because there's so many ways to go about it in terms of, you know, boot camps, um, the mobile PT side of things, and then also commercial gyms as well. So George gives us a little bit of insight into what commercial gyms look like, and then we kind of snowball from there into a few of our own fun experiences along the way. So hope you guys enjoy the chat. If you do, please take a screenshot, uh, share to your story, tag me, tag George, uh, tag Get Going. And for anyone who is listening through Spotify, please rate and subscribe to the show. It helps a lot more than you know, helps the podcast go uh, a little bit more public, so more listeners is is what we're about, helping more people. So please, if you are on Spotify, guys, please do uh, give that a uh, rate and review there. And also, just a quick shout out to my American listeners. Obviously, I'm a um, massive fan of anyone who listens to the show and anyone who gets involved. But for those listeners in Ashburn and also Richardson, and I see you guys every single week, if you could chuck me an email or send me a message on Instagram, I'd love to hear from you guys and see how you are over there, my American friends. So. Um, thank you to the listeners, guys. Um, it's, it's it's been growing. It's been going great. And um, yeah, again, in terms of today, hope you guys enjoy the chat. George, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Zach. Thank you for having me. No worries, man. Now we got to take never too formal on this, but normally when you and me get in a room together, we can not be quite yeah. silly, but we can uh, get a little bit off topic. Oh, and, a bit off topic. Yeah, and want to have a few laughs. But today, we've, fun here. today we've got to be uh, somewhat serious. Um, Interesting topic, man. Like, I wanted to get a PT and not to so much talk about, you know, results and, and clientele, although we will touch on those things a little bit more later on. It's more like life as a personal trainer. Like, it's yeah. a it's a hard job to kind of describe to people because it's, a lot of people think it's a more like um, get in the gym, get strong, take a few groups. Uh, but it's a it's a lot more than that, man. Like, it's a, it's a big broad of um, what you actually cover on a day-to-day and... Um, I couldn't think of a better guy because you've, you've done a lot of both worlds. You work in a commercial gym, uh, one of the big ones, and you also do like mobile where we do a little bit more one-on-one um, exclusive with the with the client, man. So I couldn't think of a better bloke to ask. But I guess show off the bat, man, like I, I always love asking people this and because um, not everyone loves health and fitness. It's not a huge passion for people. But I just want to know like why is it a passion for you and why personal training? Um, basically just sort of when I really probably started training myself, which is probably, in terms of like consistently and properly, it was probably about four years ago. Um, so probably about a year before COVID started happening. Yeah. Um, sort of just noticed like myself finding a new passion and mm. basically got committed through that. 
Yeah. Um, mates sort of helped me along the way, just sort of get into the gym and like get that starting point. Yeah. Then once I saw better results myself, and I was obviously I was studying exercise science at uni, um, so my knowledge was always there. I just didn't really adapt it to myself and put in the practice. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah, put it in the practice. And once I did, I noticed myself feeling a lot better. Not not just like how I looked. Obviously that changed as well, but um, just felt a lot better about life and other things, and felt yeah. like I could enjoy life more because of it. And then I thought, why not help other people get to this feeling as well? Because I know what the challenges. Uh, and all, along the way it's not always going to be smooth sailing that's it you're going to face yeah. some challenges along the way and yeah that's yeah that's basically sort of why i thought get into that and just develop a passion for it that way that's it man i love that point about helping others like it's a it's a big reason why i want to do it like i think if people kind of do this job as like a pt and think of it's more like a hobby then um you kind of in it for the wrong reasons you know what yeah. i mean no nah, for sure definitely um and that's yeah 100 percent um yeah i also did a lot of like sort of PT through placement because that was very COVID interrupted. So that was all sort of online over Zoom uh, back yeah. in 2020. So that Wasn't was that a fucking crazy yeah. time, Zoom oh, workouts? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go back to that. Like, Fuck, man. I oh, remember oh, yeah. this. I was training this lady on Zoom and I remember she, we jumped her into a plank and um, I said to her, I said, oh, quick. Like I could see the laptop yeah. start to, to spin yeah. and I was like, jump up, jump up. Like, And then the laptop fell and then she just got completely logged off. Oh, no. <laughs> just like, oh legit. The yeah. shit that used to happen, man. Like, did you get anything like that through your Zoom workouts or? Yeah, uh, just like, oh yeah, like um, that'd be like halfway through a rep of some sort and just said it would freeze and it would like, and then all of a sudden they'd finish the set and we're like, where did that set go? <laughs> like, yeah. Next bit of they're just resting or they're, they're off camera. I'm like, hey, where'd you go? <laughs> There's always connection issues. It was, yeah, it was just, it's good to look back on. It's good to look oh, back on it's a, laugh, Some like, awesome stories. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even, um, yeah, like I remember when I was training someone and the video, my video for them stopped. So like yeah, they right. couldn't yeah. see me, yeah. um, but they could hear me. So I could obviously... And oh, shit, man, I think we're doing, I was trying to do upright rows because I ended yeah, up yeah. giving a couple of kettlebells out yeah. um, and I never done it before. So I was trying to like describe it just with audio and no video. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, it was fucking crazy, man. Cause I was just like, oh, this is like, what do you yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, what do you do? Yeah, That's yeah. it. It was it's, just um, like, unbelievable. Interesting time, but yeah, hopefully... Onwards enough from here, never, never back to that. Fuck it, I was like, <laughs> like, oh mate, I think yeah, the trainers can say it themselves. I didn't like doing them either. <laughs> nah, no way, it's not the same. Yeah, it's really not. No. I guess like the biggest tells for me is the coaches. Like it, it, when you train people face to face, you hear their breathing and you can kind of hear yeah. when they're struggling. You can see no, when no, they're struggling, can, but with Zoom, it's kind of like you don't really know where they're at. It's kind of nah, just, right. <laughs> just yeah, like, right. when they get started, you yeah, kind of yeah. just sit there for the ramp and you're like. Yeah, what they are, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just, yeah, crazy though, man. But um, I do want to touch on, obviously, we can do face-to-face, so we can yeah. touch on that stuff. Um, but, like, I, I do want to touch on the difference between commercial gym and yeah. kind of where it's exclusive, where we do, like, the mobile stuff and it's just one hour client. That's why I love... Um, I love training people obviously here. Like it's just me and the client. Yeah. Um, obviously it has its ups and downs in terms of the gym offers more in terms of equipment and, um, you know, leads and stuff like that, which is, which is obviously the hardest part about a job, man. But um, I guess coming from you, brother, what's the difference between commercial gyms and having that mobile one-on-one kind of exclusiveness? Yeah, I'd probably say like 
obviously both very different environments. The commercial gyms can, can be a little bit more intimidating, but sort of like my job as part of a trainer there to just make them feel a bit more comfortable. Yeah. Um, so that does get better over time. But like obviously when they start out, you know, they see big people lifting weights, heavy weights around them. Of course. That can be off-putting for some of them. Oh, 100%. Um, some of them get used to it, they adapt to it pretty quick. Um, whereas the mobile one, you know, it's very intimate. It's just you two, um, mm. just a setting, outdoor setting. So it's nice, nice change between the two. Yeah. Um, a bit less intimidating. There's no one around you doing, you know, there might be someone running around or something, but like, that's about it. Yeah. Um, the programming's obviously pretty different between the two. Obviously, you yeah. can open up, do more, yeah. change it up a little bit more. Um, whereas mobile, you sort of got to use your mind a bit more, be a bit more creative with it. Yeah. Even sometimes, like on the odd occasion on mobile ones, even if like you run out of ideas of actual proper exercises, I've done something simple as like, oh, we'll just go, for, we'll go for a walk and have a chat for, yeah. for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Bring a pair of weights with you, hold that. Just something's, something's just change it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, gives you a bit of a mental break as well. Gives the yeah. client a mental break as well. And yeah. a physical break. So no, both have their pros and cons for sure, but I feel like it's a good comparison between the two either way. Yeah, absolutely, man. And take me into a little bit of the commercial thing because I actually yeah. had this conversation with you, I think maybe end of last year, man, whereas... Yeah. Um, someone like me, I've actually never been on the gym floor in terms of like, I've never worked in a gym. I've always worked like from home and, and, um, obviously what we do with, with get going, you know what I mean? Um, so I've never been inside. I actually did meet with a couple when I told you just to, to see like what it looks like, but for you, like, how does it work in terms of, um, getting clients and what's the process from there from like, maybe you get that lead and then like your, their first session with you. Yeah. So it's, um, really different to, to the mobile. So at the gym, at the commercial gym, so obviously I'm like a sole trader. So essentially it's my own business working out of the gym. Yeah. Um, so you get there, you do have like a manager, sim- similar to get going in that sense. Yeah. It's a PT manager. Often they'll generate leads. So whether it's a new member, someone that's inquired about PT, someone that hasn't been to the gym for a month or two and needs maybe a PT session or two to get um, help them get back into it. Yeah. Um, and then you offer them just offer them the, the first session um, for no cost and then show them like, take them through the consult, usual usual process. Yeah. Consult, offer them another session. I always like to offer two, that way they can, they see me not only from a like one-on-one point of view, but also how I coach and how I like explain exercises, all that simple stuff. Yeah. Um, so that, that way, it's a bit more interesting for them as well rather than just to sit down and then trying to sell your product. Yeah. So you gotta really like, create a good impression on those first two to them of course yeah um and then when you sell the product um there's, there's obviously sales strategies and stuff which i won't dive into but um basically you got to sell yourself um yeah. so it's a lot different whereas get going that's done for you yeah but a commercial gym you got to sell yourself so yeah. you got to be like you know have that way of doing it have that way of talking to them even if you make it sound a bit more interesting than what it says like there's a good chance they might you know purchase something off you yeah exactly um yeah and then yeah from there it's just like go on, program them, yeah. watch them improve, and then that's it. take it from Easy. there. Yeah. Beautiful, man. And do the gym, do they help you out in that sense? Like, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they, what do they get? Leads from the from the members and stuff like that? They kind of shift it off on you and kind of make the call yeah. from there? Or It's yeah. pretty much like, like, for example, there's like what, eight to ten, around eight trainers at my gym. So if you're one of the new ones there, you will get more leads than someone that's been there a while. Okay. Yeah. Um, and depending on your availability as well. Um, like obviously, if you're already packed out, you probably won't get as many. Yeah. Um, but when you're starting out, they give you plenty. Yeah. Because um, the leads are like have its pros and cons too. Like, 
there's a lot that you call and you just never hear back from. Yeah, and that's then it. There's some you call, you, you book them in, and then often they're, you know, pretty good chance you'll get them on board if you yeah. create that good enough impression and sell yourself well enough. Yeah. Um, but I think the main thing is just to be a good person, like not, Keep not necessarily be a good thing. trainer. You've got to be a good trainer as well, but yeah. be, be a good mate. Like, yeah. just become mates with them really at yeah. the end of the day that's it so, yeah. no, I love it do you find it's, it's easier for to get people results from um, say the the mobile stuff we do where it's just you and like might be at the client's house or um, like a like a park setting or um, obviously in the gym you've got a lot of weaponry in there and stuff like that do you, do you think it's easier for you to get results for people inside the gym or it's not really not much of a contrast uh, sort of depends on what they're after. Like, um, yeah. if they're after like a certain look or something like certain physique change, and probably a bit easier in the gym. Yeah. Um, just because it's a bit like you know you can take take things to failure a bit easily. Um, like for instance, on a machine, like I wouldn't do that with free weights necessarily all of the course. time. Yeah. Um, but if it's just like they want, a lot of people just want to feel a bit better. Yeah. So that sort of works in both the gym and the outside like setting. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely a certain look, probably say the gym, just a bit more variation, a bit, bit easier to sort of get them there and push themselves a bit more. Yeah. Um, but if they just want, want a healthier way of life or something, then Can both, both ways. Pretty good. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, absolutely, man. And um, no, some awesome points, brother. So it's really well answered. And I love that point you made about kind of being there, mate. And I think it's, it's something that maybe like people don't really realize when they first come into the industry or like something they do in like the course you know what i mean like you can have all the knowledge and you can yeah. fucking upskill as much as you can like but i think if you don't know how to communicate with people um like it really struggle you know what i mean like yeah. I, I know if it's it's the same for you but i also also think like the best thing you can do is try to obviously keep the main thing the main thing in terms of their goals but secondary um just kind of like yeah become their friend and communicate and just be really interested in your client like is that something you really take on from the start kind of like um asking them questions about who they are and stuff like, that. like how do you go about building that rapport with your clients yeah just ask them a bunch of questions like so the first time i meet like a new lead at the gym i'll just um or both really um i'd ask them probably like i don't know three or four maybe five questions before i actually dive into you know consulting them mm. um just to get an idea of like who they are and what, what they're interested in um that way you can sort of like you know, create a conversation basically flowing on from that. Yeah. Um, always ask what they're up to on the weekend, those little things, follow it up the next week when you see them. Um, just those life questions. And yeah. It shows that they care and then I find that, um, it shows them that you care and then I find that if you do that more often, they'll ask you back, like, oh, well, how was your weekend? How was your week? Yeah. Um, which you do want to talk about as well. So That's it, man. It goes both ways in the end of the day, yeah. 100%. I think if you like, as a... Even as like anything you do, man, if you can show more interest in someone, like they eventually show interest in you. And it's yeah. a good way to like, not just sell someone to, to buy sessions, but kind of make them feel comfortable. Like you said, in the gym, it can be fucking intimidating place, man. Like even now, like I, when I went to Bali, brother, I went to this gym that must've been like their local gym there. And like, it was like fucking packed, man. Um, yep. Like must've been like the busiest I've seen a gym ever since Corona, but like people in there were fucking huge. It was, yeah, like, it was yeah. like one of those gyms where like the guys and girls are wearing almost nothing and like everyone's super ripped. And <laughs> even me, like as a PT, even I was like, fuck, like I feel yeah. so out of place, man. Like, Oh yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. So I love that point, man. Like you got to be people's mates and, and yeah. it's huge, but um, we've been touching back on and coming to the gym. Is, is there a few, yeah, a few problems you face? Cause I always think like, 
PTs get sold the dream, you know what I mean? It's kind of like um, choose your own hours and, you know, become your own business and do this, do that. But it's a fucking lot more, like you said, you got to really sell, man. So I'm just wondering if, like, is there a few problems you face along the way and things that you really had to learn to try and set yourself up and get more clientele and stuff like that? Or is there a certain thing that stuck out with you in terms of, like, split shifts and stuff like that you struggle with at the start? Um, probably just, like... It was probably more just like approaching people and um, so I was always told by my by PT manager the first year I started that um, who's actually still on PT manager now um, like ch- chat to someone on the floor and stuff but I was yeah. thinking at the time I was like no I don't want to do that I don't want to shit myself <laughs> like, it's scary I've got, to, I've got to butcher some words in front of no, me or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's, like it's intimidating um, and then but I found like those like steps you take out of your comfort zone are actually beneficial at the end of the day. Even if your chat goes nowhere, they at least like seeing that you're walking around chatting to people. So that's like something, you know, just sets a good impression to the gym rather than just yourself and um, your client or whatever. Because yeah. um, everyone's like, everyone can see you at the gym. It's not like mobile where it's just you and the other person. No mm. one's really watching. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was probably a challenge. Just like putting myself out of the comfort zone, approaching people on like the gym floor and that. Yeah. Um, which is a really beneficial How would you go about that? It's kind of like critiquing people's form. Was it yeah, like yeah, kind of, yeah. That's often how you'd pick someone out to chat to. Yeah. Um, and then you'd say like, oh, if you want um, advice on this, I'll give you this session on whatever they can do, basically. Yeah. Um, try and organize a session with them and you sort of take it from there. Um, yeah. Some, some will say like, oh, no, I'm good. Like, I yeah. <laughs> don't need to be Yeah, it's how you Even though their form's out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, all you can do is help, yeah. isn't it? Like, That's right. It is like, like yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a scary prospect, man. Like, even even with what we do and we get the IA and then you got to meet with yeah. a client. Like, the thing is, like, obviously, in this past podcast, we're talking about what a psych as life as a PT. So, like, we can think about from a client point of view where they're obviously nervous to meet us. But, like, the other way, man, like, we're going to see these strangers to yeah. like you know try and help them and it's a hard gig trying to tell someone that they need to change their lifestyle yeah. or change that they do in terms of reach their goals like it can be fucking intimidating for oh, me like yeah and like um that's what i mean like as you said the communication thing man like it, it's crazy like but like once you break it did you start to feel a bit more comfortable like how long did it take you to really like do your heels and be like all right i belong like on the gym floor like yeah probably good like good couple of months i'd say yeah um that definitely takes time doesn't happen overnight yeah it doesn't happen within the first few weeks um definitely a couple of months to sort of have some establishment um yeah. and then like you know once you you got a few more clients on board you're, you're a bit more confident you've got sure. a better routine going yeah um and you feel a bit more motivated to rock up to work you've got yeah. better discipline with your work yeah um just all those things um yeah that was that was probably the biggest challenge though just like and Get also like there's that number in your head when you work at a commercial gym about like the rent you got to yeah. pay the space. So yeah, which at the end of the day, I look back on it now, it's just more like a at the start it looks like a scare tactic number, but yeah, it actually makes you work harder and um, motivates like, you a bit more. Yeah, yeah, motivates you a bit more at the end yeah. of the day. So yeah, I found it makes like obviously your sales skills as well, which are important life skills anyway. Yeah, um, is there is there do you prefer one over the other? Like I don't know if, if there's. It's a pretty loaded question, man. Like, it's pretty open-ended. But, like, is there certain aspects that you you enjoy more than the other in terms of, like, things you get more out of, you know, with the the get-going than you do in the commercial gym? Probably, uh, I don't know, sort of, like, it might be, like, certain benefits you get more out of one than the other. Like, maybe the gym, the the programming and the way you, like, you know, um, 
prescribe your exercises might be a little bit easier, mm. a little bit yeah. better. Like open-ended. better system. Yeah, yeah, yeah better yeah. system, yeah. yeah. Um, but in terms of like, I find they're both great to chat to the client and, you know, have the usual chats. Um, sometimes you chat too much and 10 minutes goes by, you don't even know. Fucking Which is, which is yeah. actually a good thing at the end of the day. Been but, there uh, before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, I've still got four exercises to go and I've only got five minutes left. That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. I always get like that. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, even like when people ask about Bali and I was like, fuck, how do I keep this short? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. it was really good. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> but uh, I love it, man. And yeah, obviously things are going well, brother. Like um, even when I came to you for a bit of advice about the commercial gym stuff, like um, seems like you really wrapped your head around it, man. And you, you're quite busy, which is good. I know get going like pretty high regarded, which is obviously another reason why I wanted you here today, man. And I know in our meetings, like we always talk about, you know, what makes a successful coach and um you know we talk about like the communication and stuff like that and the knowledge um but i just want in your words like go depth a little bit i know like we give a little broad answers and stuff like that but what in your opinion makes like a successful coach or what are things um that you try to tick off yourself individually to to make sure you're on the right track because like people don't last long in the industry like you know what yeah I mean? probably just like keeping up with like the admin side of things as well obviously um so you got a plan going into each each session you do because obviously these people are paying for, for your service, so you want to mm. you know make, make a good impression that way. Just being a good person, like I mentioned before, um, not necessarily a good trainer. Obviously, you want to be both. Yeah. Um, but both work hand in hand. So, um, better the better you are at both of those, the better it's going to be long term. Uh, little like rewards, you know, rewarding your clients after they achieve this or something, mm. or after they've been on board for a while, like birthday gifts or something. They go a long way because if you do that. Very so little chance care, they're yeah. going to leave. Like, yeah. yeah, they're going to hang around. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the day, like that can lead to, you know, their mate wants training and they'll come straight to you because they're the one. Yeah. That, you're the first person that comes to mind. Absolutely. And just like spending, I've noticed in the gym, like a good important thing to do when you were first there was just spend as much time there as possible. Obviously, train yourself there as well, so yeah. other people can see that. Um, you never know. Maybe no one's watching, but like maybe a few people are. At the end mm. of the day, so it takes like, one. Yeah, 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 and it takes one um, to build something. So that's all it is. Just spend time in that environment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I love it. And I think like even stuff with you. Like I think networking as a coach as well is super important. Like obviously we've got a massive network group where we are and and stuff like that. So I think it goes hand in hand. But in terms of like your, your studies and stuff, man, do you think is how important you think it is to upskill as a coach? Because things are like forever changing. Like, do you do any like external learnings or stuff like that or try and keep evolving? More, more just like, since I've been in the industry, I've got a lot of, um, like I learned a lot off other other trainers really. Yeah. Um, like trainers that have been around longer than me. 100%. Just, um, yeah. Been around for a few years. I actually learned like probably just as much off them than I did through uni in, in a way. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like uni gives you all this like dry stuff that you just sort of learn at the time and then you forget it two weeks later, like yeah. that sort of thing. 100%. Um, right. And also like social media, just following other other coaches on that. Yeah. Like, they'll often post something as simple as like a form tip or some mm. video, like the nutrition side of things as well. Um, I find that's really beneficial because that just like gives me, like helps me learn a few things. Yeah. Um, like you never stop learning really whatever nah, industry you are in so yeah that's it um, man. goes a long way that's pretty much why like another reason why i want to start this podcast was obviously to help people but the biggest thing i get out of man is just learning shit off other coaches like yeah. and networking i think it's like so big and like i always say this thing like if you're the smartest person in the room you're in the wrong room um yeah and i think that's huge for pts like there's success out there for everyone like oh, definitely. i yeah. think like if you're a trainer and stuff 
you don't not give tips to people just because you don't want them to like steal your business or stuff like that. But it's not really, it doesn't really work like that. Like there's enough success for everyone out there. You know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And no, just definitely. like, um, probably be the last thing we touch on in terms of like coaches. Like I did want to get into a, a few questions about clientele and some questions like we might come across every day and misconceptions and problems like that. But um, what would your advice be for coaches who are coming into the industry and kind of, flirting with they don't know whether to do boot camps they don't know whether to do um commercial gym or they don't know whether to go like just strictly mobile one-on-one training like we do like um what's your advice for new coaches coming in and they don't not sure about the environment not sure yeah um i'll probably say like obviously if, you, if you've they've been training in a gym for you know for a while or whatever it's probably commercial gym is a good place to start that way you can sort of get a bit of different view of the place mm. um and just, yeah, like I said before, spending as much time in that environment as possible. Um, yeah. Just a better way to get your name out there and that. Um, chat to the members if, if you can, like put yourself out, out of your comfort zone a bit. It's intimidating at, at first, but, you know, once you do it a couple of times, yeah, you will feel better about it. It's where the best stuff um, happens as well, outside yeah, your comfort yeah. zone. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. Um, and even if you're just chatting to, say, like a member about just, just something, like just general stuff about their weekend, whatever. Yeah. Not even about like PT or anything. Like just, that already sets a good impression, so. Yeah. Little things like that. In terms of like, um, if you're choosing commercial, mobile, food camp stuff, it's just sort of whatever you're into, really. Like if, yeah. you're, if you're into training at the gym, maybe just give it a go there. Mm. Um, if you've trained yourself at home a lot, or you, yeah, basically trained outside a lot, maybe give mobile a go mm. just because you're yeah. used to that environment. Yeah. Um, give whichever. There's no real right or wrong to it. Yeah. Um, just give whichever a go and give it give it a good time. Like. Don't leave before like a month in because you never know what can happen. It's not that's all going to happen in that first two weeks. So yeah. just give it time as well. Yeah, that's it, man. I absolutely love it. And what's your advice with this split shift? Like, I, I don't know how you go dealing with it, but for me, like, it was a big eye opener because pretty much my whole life, man, I worked maybe like seven till three thirty, and that was my my working timetable for like ten years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and now when I come in, it was kind of like start at six and then finish at like 10 but then have like a four hour break yeah. and then it kicks off again at like three thirty four, and you go <laughs> right until like six thirty. but um it's kind of hard to explain to people what that's actually like because it's kind of like you finish that session mid-morning you're like oh sweet like i got a bit of time now and it's kind of like well i still got that back end of work and it actually does take a bit of time to get used to like 100 yeah. percent. but how do you how do you go with that kind of um with that mold kind of getting used to that split shift thing i sort of just like um yeah, just sort of took time. What I'll always do is I'll train myself half of that sort of last morning client kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Just because I've got the time to do it, may as well do it like first opportunity you get. Um, and then you can like pretty much just do things for yourself for a bit, like mm. have some lunch, do whatever. Um, watch some TV, do whatever. Nap, like have a, even like half hour, hour nap if you feel like you're absolutely stuffed because sometimes if you don't have that, you get to your last client of the day and you're like, oh man, this, this is yeah. an absolute grind. Yeah, like, absolutely. What are we going to do? How do I yeah. sound like interested in them? Um, so take, yeah, take a rest and like do things for yourself um, just to refresh and that. Do yeah. any planning if you need to, but yeah, um, yeah, just sort of take time for yourself and re- yeah. sort of refresh yourself through that afternoon. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Middle of the day, yeah absolutely and again well answered brother and let's get into the nitty-gritty side of things like i love yeah. talking about training and and stuff like that and, and what we can do for people in my opinion i think pretty much everyone should have a trainer like i even have someone i check in with just from a accountability side of things like yeah i think if you listen to your brain and and yourself like sometimes you can get a little bit sidetracked but um yeah i, I think it's so important for people to to lift weights and get in stuff like that they're not even like 
just to look good from a body comp side of thing, but like as you progress in life and, and age and all that. But um, I guess throwing it at you, you know, why is it important for, for people to lift weights and do resistance-based training? Yeah, um, obviously there's the point about like your body image, um, everyday, it helps with everyday life things. So like people that like struggle to lift their groceries and stuff, like you're going to get better at that. Just little things like that. Yeah. Um, you also just mentally feel a lot better. Like, you know, when you finish your, your weights workout, even on days where you feels like an absolute grind and you kind of like really can't be bothered um you know you'll feel better after it so you just get through even if you haven't progressed that week or whatever um just get it done in a way and because it is challenging it's not fun 100 percent of the time in yeah. your workouts um and yeah just basically just a better way of life i reckon if you're lifting weights so yeah. it's just something about it you feel a lot better about yourself even if you haven't looked better yet, like you, you'll start feeling a lot better anyway. Yeah, you get a sense and of like yeah. accomplishment and yeah. and stuff like that. Like I, I, even I always think, man, the biggest important thing is just improving your quality of life. Like I've had yeah. clients who, um, not so much don't have a goal in mind, but it's more like they don't care if they got a rip six pack or yeah, they just want to be a bit stronger. And I even had a client who she just had knee problems and now we're like doing full, you know, depth squats. So it's just like, yeah, that's why I think it's so important just for anyone, man. And, and like, it can, it can be like a big problem for people. Like a lot of common, common problems I always find is like, people don't really have a, have a knowledge of thing. Like you always get people come to you about like keto and like fat yeah. diets and like, I should only do 20 reps and um, yeah. like, you know what I mean? No, like, right. so it's, it's always like a bit tough from that point of view, but I guess in your experience, man, and I love talking to trainers about this, just to know like what, what, what is out there? Cause a lot of things get sold, man. Social media um, influences just like crazy fucking shit. Um, and it always just yeah. makes you laugh. You know what I mean? Oh, so definitely. I guess when you get a new client or when you get approached by people or when you approach people, like what's some of the common like misconceptions that you've had to deal with? Yeah. Nutrition's a big one. Um, you know, obviously, not many people out there have tracked their food before or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but for instance, like if someone, if I have a client that's never done that, I'm not gonna like make them track every protein, carb, fat, and overall carb because they're not gonna do. They're not gonna do that. Like yeah. they're not gonna stick to that for very long. So you got to sort of like build it up in a slow way. Just say get more protein in here. Um, yeah. Or reduce the portion size by that much. Whatever. Just little changes first, because those small changes will eventually make a big change. Fucking oath, man. So yeah. yeah. So don't like dive in too quick and set them a whole proteins, carbs, fats thing. Like, because they're probably not gonna. A, they won't. They don't understand it. And B, they're not gonna stick to that. Like, they're not gonna know what to do. Um, yeah. So just those small goals first, I reckon, before you get to that main goal, because that eventually will get to, get you to the main goal. Mm. Um, yeah. So just little changes first. Yeah, absolutely, um, man. Yeah. The smallest changes make the the biggest thing, and, and that's the hardest thing to tell people. Like, you don't need to. It's like when people have a fat loss goal, they want yeah. to flip everything at once. You know, like they yeah. go from no training to training every single day, and they yeah. go from eating and like obviously the surplus that got them to being overweight yeah, yeah. to eating like fuck all, to like nothing. <laughs> yeah, like how hard do you think it is to, to communicate that to people that they don't have to do that? Um, I don't think it's that hard. Like. I, you sort of like reassure them that it's a lot easier than people think. Mm. It's obviously like at the end of the day, it's still a challenge. It's hard to sustain for long periods of time, but yeah. you make those small changes first and they're a lot more likely to stick to it for a long period of time because yeah. they'll get used to that rather than making that big switch because they're not going to stick to that for very long. Mm. Um, that big switch might get them a result or two, but that, again, it's just going to come back on if they... Sustainability yeah, stuff. sustainability stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, and I guess like another misconception is like, like what we spoke about lifting weights before, um, 
find this is a common one amongst females as well that they don't want to like lift heavy mm. or anything like that yeah and it's yeah. sort of like our job to reassure them and say like oh you know you're not you're not eating this amount you're not going to get big anyway like you got to be in a surplus in, in order to gain a lot of muscle that's it that yeah. sort of thing um in order to tone, like, which just means muscle growth at the end of the day, you're going to have to live heavy at some point, like, yeah. try and get stronger. Yeah. Um, so it's just up, up to us to reassure them that what that's right. Yeah. Um, what's what's yeah. your advice for, for females who come to you with that problem? Um, oh, just, I sort of just explained to them that toning is basically growing a bit of muscle. Um, I sort of explained to them just, like, yeah, get stronger in the gym. Um, you're not going to get big unless you're eating this amount anyway, so which yeah. a lot of females aren't yeah. um, that come to the gym. So I'll just sort of try to reassure them that, um, you know, you'll get to your goal by lifting heavy rather than if you don't, not much is going to change. You're going to um, come to like a halt really quickly. That's it, yeah. Um, your body's going to adapt to it quickly and nothing's going to change physically yeah. um, for you. 100%. It's a hard one to sell yeah, because, like, it is. Yeah. I've been trying to get bulky for like fucking five years, man, but it's, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. it doesn't work like that, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. It's a hard one to sell to people, man. It's like, it's really weird because obviously females will, will think like um, they'll get bulky straight away, but I don't know why males think that they'll lift five weights and then they'll be fucking ripped out. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird turn, that, turn that yeah. it goes like opposite and opposite, yeah, man. Yeah. But um, one thing I was really interested in throwing you, like, I got this question. I got this question from my housemate actually. He said, "Because um, obviously you can hear me sometimes when I'm when I'm training people, and um, he talks about like what it's like going from training like someone who's young, someone kind of like in our age range. Well, sorry, George, you're a bit younger than me. You haven't quite caught up to me yet, but you're on your way there. <laughs> it goes it goes quick from where you are, brother. Trust yeah, me. Um, yeah. But like even you, man, like you're a young man, you know. And um, people will say I'm young. Well, I will, but um, <laughs> like." We do, we come across a various ages, man. Like oh, I've got yeah. people who are 60, I've got people who are like 18, you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. Even, even people who are like 25 and it's a whole completely different ball game, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. my housemate was saying to me, he's like, how do you go communicating with those various groups? And it's, it's such an interesting question, man, because obviously my 18-year-olds who are like pumped up school yeah, injury yeah. like doing backflips coming up the driveway <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> my older clients are like you know you yeah, gotta yeah. kind of nurture them and then be yeah. all nice where you're like yelling at the 18 year olds getting up and about but yeah how do you go with that man and what have you found in the differences between the age groups and the communication there yeah it's, that's yeah, a pretty good question um oh you just like like bring it back to the first points about like just finding out about their life and what they're interested in um and then like Funnily enough, you, you get a lot of, I finally get a lot of like stories from old, of the older people as well. Isn't it the best um, speaking to them? Yeah, no, it's great. Because <laughs> they, they can just like talk about themselves all day, talk about their lives all day. 100%. I'll tell you a story from like 30 years ago. <laughs> they got the best advice as well. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, that's the thing that I'll give you advice on just like life. 100%. Going out, whatever yeah. it is. Um, yeah. Even like, even like they give you advice on like dating and stuff as well. Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah like, so definitely like um, i've got one yeah. of my older clients she's kind of like a second mum to me so um yeah man I'll, I'll tell her all about like girl problems or like yeah. anything and she'll just <laughs> have the, the best shit like oh yeah awesome. no that's right yeah um and yeah like just they've all got different stories to tell like mm. um talk about different stuff like people around my age it's pretty easy because it's the same stuff i chat about exactly um, with mates and that yeah yeah um and even like older people like i'll just think back to like if i chat to my parents it's similar similar like mm. topics of that yeah um you can talk about anything really just as, like yeah like i said find out their interests 
um, go from there and then go from there yeah what yeah. about from like a training point of view like um i love i love training like all the demographic i think it's amazing when you see them get strong and stuff yeah. but there's there's obviously ways that you have to communicate those lifts to them and, and stuff like that obviously like it our client's safety is our number one priority um, above all. But how do you find um, kind of programming, obviously needs base is number one, but, and then kind of prescribing that to your older demographic than what you do, your younger demographic. Yeah, older de- demographic, you will obviously pay a bit more attention to past injuries or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, you do with everyone, but um, sort of specifically the older demographic and the programming can be, I, th- I find can be relatively similar. It's just, you know, if they've got an injury here, maybe use a machine-based thing or something, yeah. something a bit safer. Yeah, um, exactly, yeah. So, or like, don't go as heavy on that if you, you know, if something's still bothering you, mm. those simple sort of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, or hang on to something. Like, if you're outside, if you don't have the gym, hang on to something while doing, you know, while doing a split squat or whatever it is. Yeah, um, that's it, yeah. Just those little, little changes. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then you sort of ask them, like, oh, how did that feel? Always after a set, like, um, get some feedback from them that's amazing like your like, clients yeah. are always so good at telling you like yeah. how they feel yeah no that's right and you even find yeah. like they can obviously lie and tell you that it was a bit you can tell that <laughs> you can definitely tell like some of them like try to hide their face and, and I ask them at the end oh how many more could you do and they're like oh I don't know maybe one or two and then I'll, then I'll test the next set and they do like 20 more yeah <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, yeah you can clearly, clearly do, uh, do so it so good yeah, like yeah. the cues you pick up as a VT it's like well, you know what it's like. Sometimes we can cheat a little bit without oh, exercise. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. sometimes the things that people tell you, it's like, yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Oh, like, yeah. I love it. hundred yeah, percent. I absolutely love it, man. But um, Definitely. oh, brother, I won't keep you too much longer. I've got a couple more things I want to yeah. throw at you. Um, yeah, you're giving us an amazing insight into into life as a PT. So there's a few more things I did um, want to throw at you, man. And I guess the fir- this this first one's it's pretty loaded. Like it's pretty open ended and. I guess the biggest eye opener for me, kind of coming in and, and being a PT, is is obviously the people skills you have to pick up. But I always feel like we're more than a trainer. A lot of people say like, "Oh, you know, you're like a therapist to me and stuff like that." Like, yeah. obviously, you know, it's not in our in our realm or in our practice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, is is that something you've had to to learn how to deal with, or do you think it can kind of weigh you down as a as a PT? Because for me, coming in like um, it was a massive learning curve, man. Because like people really kind of not just unload on you, but they really want you to um, give them advice and they, they come to you with like some, some pretty heavy stuff and you can go through like a, a range of personalities and a range of problems like throughout the week, man, throughout the month and, and stuff like that. And it can be, it can be pretty heavy, man. Like if I'm being honest with you, like it can be quite, um, quite damning and it can weigh you down a little bit. So I just wanted to get, how does that, like, do you kind of get the same and, and was it something you had to really learn coming into the industry and dealing with people? Yeah, definitely. Um, like like you said before about being more than a trainer. Um, probably like when I first started, you, you really focus on being a trainer and focus on describing this, describing yeah, that. Yeah. But then like when when you get a bit more into it and you're more comfortable, um, you sort of like relax a bit on that on that part. Obviously, you still got that part as well, but you just become more of like a mate and like yeah, hear their stories. Um, yeah, it is a bit like therapist point was a good point because I literally get people that like tell me their life story or like, something's happened that morning and they just absolutely rent the whole thing to me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, which is actually like pretty funny. Like you look back on it and you have those conversations with them like, oh, I remember when you said this, you swore at this. Exactly, man. And they find it funny too. So yeah. It's, um, yeah, that's good. Like yeah. combination of both is what you need. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. It's, uh, it's amazing. Like if you can, I always think, 
that's why I love doing this. Like, you've come here today, we've had like a real conversation, like in person, we're fucking like an arm's length away, and and even our job, man, like dealing with people is is fun you know what i mean like yeah um you learn a lot as i said like our demographic like fuck we learn heaps of the best. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, sure. yeah they're awesome man but last thing i did want to throw at you man um probably a two-part actually it's uh the first one is like obviously being our coach it's we want to get people results we want to want to teach people the right way but i want to ask you like why do you think people don't reach their health and fitness goals uh first part and i guess the second part is you know what's your advice for people who are struggling to to reach those goals who may have a trainer or may not have a trainer so i gave you a lot there <laughs> yeah no, no that's right um first i'd just first thing i'd say is obviously give it time like it's not going to happen overnight mm. um like for instance with us like you know we're still not even at like probably at our physical goal like no. we've been working on it for years and yeah. it's still not there That's um it. but it just takes time and um if i haven't got a trainer you know like like you said before i think like pretty much everyone should look to get one um yeah. i understand there's costs involved and all that like life things get get in the way of course yeah um but if you're really determined i think you will find that like time even if it's just 45 minutes a week just to start you off um get something going um then yeah. once you get in that routine it becomes second nature it just becomes part of like your life schedule 100 percent. um so yeah. just getting in that routine is the uh the first thing i'd say um, yeah and then with that comes a bit more discipline like motivation is going to be there sometimes sometimes it's not going to be there it doesn't hang around forever no way as we know we know that very well yeah um yeah just be um stay patient that's personally my main advice with that get yeah. results um and try to get a trainer when you know first opportunity you can yeah um and like try to do it sooner rather than later because you're just delaying the more you put it off like probably the worst like you know you might gain some weight in that time you might not gain any muscle trying to chase your own yeah, tail yeah. yeah chase your own tail then the goal becomes bigger it becomes harder at the end of the day that's it so get onto it when you can and yeah, um, get on the front yeah, foot yeah yeah on the front foot early absolutely man and yeah, yeah. just give it time be patient with it that's it I love that and then, sorry I got one more no no obviously being VTs like uh, when you say people get a trainer and stuff like that um, obviously we live in a world now where you know everything about someone you can look them up you know where they've been social media everything like that um what are some things people should look for when they go to hire a pt is it is it more like um look online and then find a guy like hey i'm just going to train with this guy because he's the first ad that pops up like it's a it's a hard thing to, to approach someone telling you need help um and obviously we've been on the other side of us being coaches but what should people look for when hiring a pt um probably like you know you can like look at their board and like what profile and say like what their specialties are um, they might have, there might be a note, like for instance, there's a note of like what a client achieved in the past. They mm. might catch their eye. Um, sometimes like on social media, I've seen like their interests outside of being a trainer. So yeah. like they might be interested in this sport or might mm. be interested in doing this. Yeah. Um, and that might can catch their eye. Of course. Um, yeah. And obviously age, look, look at like how old they are. Yeah. Um, cause I've noticed there's a lot of like females out there that just want a female PT, which you can understand to an Of extent. course. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, look at their age, look at their interests, um, look at a couple of things like outside of their like trainer profile. Yeah. Um, as well as their trainer profile too, what they specialize in and that. Yeah. Um, but don't overcomplicate it. Like That's if it. you know, if this person looks like within your age bracket or something like that, then you might be more relatable to them. Um, just become one you can see yourself being mates with as well. Yeah. Rather than just like, you know, them training you. That's sort it. Of thing. Yeah. hundred percent, man. And like as we said off the top, like um, 
you know, it is a passion for us, health and fitness, yeah. like it is. But for some people, it can be a fucking pain in the ass <laughs> to, oh, yeah, to come and get it done. So you definitely want to create that environment where it's enjoy like enjoyable, like you don't want to have a look on your... And even like, and even with us, man, with clients, there's sometimes clients that we don't exactly get along with, you know what I mean? Or yeah. not so much get along where it, we just don't click. And like, yeah. it happens. Like, you need to be kind of put their interests first and your own because you don't want to have a circle on your calendar and think, oh, fuck, you know, i got a session. I got my training session with George and I was like, oh, you know, like it's going gonna to be hard and then we don't really get along. Like we kind of yeah. sit there and we're kind of stuck. So um, amazing point, man. It's even flip for us, man. We can have clients that we don't exactly like look forward to and think, you know, yeah, right, yeah. Where it's like that's yeah. where, yeah, that's where we do yeah. handovers obviously because like if, yeah. if you can get along better with someone and they can get better results with someone else. And yeah, yeah everyone's happy man so um yeah amazing answer brother it definitely works works well in there but um i guess when you look for a pt like how important is it as trainers to to practice what you preach and kind of not only just talk the talk but you also you also walk it as well yeah look practicing what you preach is um super important um if you look in the way you look it's you know, fantastic to, from their point of view. Um, so they're like, oh, this guy must be really into what he, you know, what he does. Mm. Um, so it already creates a good impression without like, you know, too much um, communication or anything like that. Um, and talking the talk, yeah, just obviously if your knowledge is better, then, then they're going to stick with you because you've told them this, told them that. Yeah. you told them little changes. Like, for instance, like when you're, when I'm coaching like a deadlift or something, there's, there's like, a, you know, let's be honest, it's like 25 little parts to, yeah, to, to, to get in the deal right. Yeah. So you're not going to tell them like all yeah. 25 parts at once. You're just yeah. going to tell them little things, little things. And then once they execute that, um, you know, yeah, add this to it, add that to it. Um, just like small bit by small bit, like we spoke about before with, yeah. any, with any goal really, yeah. um, with anything you do. So small achievable goals, the way to go. And yeah, practicing what you preach obviously looks really important. 100%. Um, yeah. It's not going to look so good if you don't. So That's it. Well, you can't really um, yeah. tell someone to up their water intake if you drink fuck all water yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> right, yeah. I think it's hugely important, man. And just with the deadlift thing, I'm, I love that because legs are very hard to critique. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're, you're trying to teach someone how to deadlift, I always, for me, it's kind of like, um, I just always say, you know, shoulders back, kind of low through the heels and, and kind of like that. Like I try not to over over coach because you can tell someone a hundred things, but chances are they remembered fuck all. Like, yeah. um, so like for you, do you do you kind of get your client onto the bar and then kind of get you that way? Or you do a few reps yourself and then kind of get them to jump on and show and learn kind of thing? How do you go about that? So normally if it's like, yeah, someone that hasn't really had much lifting experience, I'll do a few reps myself. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we'll start on a lightweight just, just to be safe. Mm. Um, so I'll do a few reps myself and then occasionally, like, I'll start, like, you know, elevate the plates a bit if they can't reach all the way down or something yeah. like that, if their movement's not 100%. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll do a few reps myself often with any exercise and yeah. then um, show them how to do it, show them the speed of it. Yeah. Um, just the safest way possible because those That's first, it. like, couple of weeks with the client, um, it's just about learning the, the skill of it, really. Yeah. Um, before you get into the nitty gritty of trying to get to that end goal. So, mm, 100%. Um, yeah, just learning the skill of it at the end of the day. That's it. So, yeah. Beautiful, Georgie. Well, mate, thanks so much for coming on. I know it's a bit of a drive from Mentone, but uh, you're giving us a lot of good content, man. It was a good little dive in there into what life as a PT looks like and, and especially the commercial side of thing and especially for people coming out of the industry and a little, little bit of insight into what we do, man. So, thanks so much for jumping on. No, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. Been looking forward to this for a while, so... Very happy you got the opportunity to do it. Well, you were yeah. asking me last year when you, when you were coming <laughs> <That's> on. <right. laughs> <laughs> right, we got that away, man. That's yeah. it. Thanks, brother. Thanks for Thank coming you. on. Thank you.